SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase. <laughs> okay, everybody, it's Therese Paler, GSB Rider with the Kansas City Star, and we got another edition here of Chiefs Game Plan. Got a big game on Saturday night at Arrowhead Stadium under the lights. The Chiefs at 7-6, facing on the Los Angeles Chargers at 7-6. And uh, appropriately, we got a great episode for you. First interview is with our main man, Eric D. Williams from ESPN. He is the beat writer, um, NFL Nation beat writer. For that company, he covers the Chargers, and he is outstanding. Uh, we have a lot of good football convos. Eric was good again. We talk about uh, why Phillip's been Philip Rivers has been killing it. Uh, kind of the key to the Chargers' defense, the super edge rush tandem they have, and ways to topple the Chargers as a whole. Then uh, it's the 18 roundtable. Everybody's on board. It's Sam, Vahe, Blair, myself, and Dave Hewlett. Um, we talk about a little bit of everything. We talk about uh, this upcoming game. We actually preview it for once. Um, uh, then we get into a whole bunch of things, even Ghostbusters. There is Ghostbusters conversation at the end of this thing. and I kind of ran the gamut of my impressions, too. So uh, <laughs> I, let's just say there were multiple impressions given. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's go ahead and get started. Here's my interview with Eric Williams, who covers the Chargers. For NFL Nation, Los Angeles. Here we go. Okay, I'm pleased to welcome um, one of our favorite podcasters here. This is one of the best beat writers in the country and somebody I enjoy talking football with. Um, is Eric Williams from ESPN. Eric, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man, and thanks for the kind words. I really appreciate that. No, man, you're one of the best. I encourage all of my followers to follow Eric. Stay on top of the Chargers because I think at this point of the season – I think both our teams have records we maybe didn't expect last time we talked. I know, man. Two seven and six teams. From your point of view, I know you study this thing. You talk to people. How have the Chargers turned this thing around, man? Yeah, you know, it's been a couple different things. Obviously, I think it's it's, it's the turnovers. You know, since week five, I think they have a, a plus 14 turnover differential. And because the defense has been getting the football for the offense, um, I think it's just made it easier for the offense to, to, to score, and, and they're keeping people off the scoreboard. I think they're the number two in scoring defense right now at 17.2 points per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's one thing. And then, obviously, Rivers. I mean, Rivers is playing out of his mind right now. Uh, last four games, uh, 1,348 passing yards, eight touchdowns, no interceptions, and so – because he's doing a great job of not only making explosive plays, but taking care of the football, um, they're able to play from ahead, which I think this team does a better job of than playing from behind and control the tempo of the game and, and those kind of things. Okay, let's talk more about Rivers. Um, what has led to his his majestic run? I mean, the whole time I've covered him, he's kind of been a guy that you can get to throw some interceptions. But what's yep. been happening in the last four weeks, man? I think he's just being more decisive and when he throws it. When he sees it, he's going for it. He's not, uh, you know, being hesitant in, in, in whether or not he's going to throw the football. So that's part of it. And then I think also Anthony Lynn just said, hey, 
uh, why don't you go back to doing what you do best and not worry so much about establishing the run early. So what you're seeing is they're playing from a pass-first mindset. They're getting in three wides and, and getting to the matchups that they want to get to early, mm-hmm. creating chunk plays and kind of putting defenses on their heels. And then when they get some scores, now they start handing the ball to Melvin and, and Austin and creating balance that way. Um, so they're on attack mode. They're, they're really trying to, to, again, put defenses on their heels, keen on also, like Rivers is, is playing at a very high level. They've gotten Hunter Henry more involved. So those are the two matchup guys that they're making defense, trying to figure out how they're going to defend. And then everybody kind of plays off of those two guys. Are you finding that teams are actively trying to take away Keenan Allen? Because his numbers are crazy. Uh, I would double him. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised they don't double him more. I mean, it's just it's, it's shocking to me when he gets single coverage. Uh, but they do a good job of moving around. You know, he just doesn't line up on the perimeter. He's, he's done a great job of lining up in slot. And for a big guy, and I think we've talked about this, his suddenness for a guy 6'2", 210 is unique. And he's also a guy that played running back in high school. So when he gets the ball, he knows what to do with it. He can set people up. He's elusive uh, in the open field. And then I also think, you know, coming off that ACL knee injury, you know, usually it takes a little over a year to, to get back to who you were as an athlete and so i think the second half of the season you're seeing him be more explosive more sudden yeah. just looks more more comfortable running with the football how's this offensive line i feel like that's the area we always talk about like are you feel like they're protecting rivers okay and are they yeah. in the run when they want to yeah you know they paid a lot of money for russell but they're getting value in return right now i think he's kind of solidified what they want to do up front when you watch him play as a left tackle, you know, he's, he's, he's a legit left tackle in this league. And, and I think you're seeing that, um, you know, I think they've, they've given up just 15 sacks. I believe that's the fewest in the NFL right now. And Rivers looks, you know, very comfortable in the pocket, you know, hasn't had a lot of pressure in his face. And, and when you give a guy like Rivers three, four seconds, I mean, he's going to find somebody. I mean, that's just, that's what's going to happen. And so, um, He's been connecting a lot because he's really comfortable in the pocket. They've done a great job in pass pro. Now, in the run game, I think they could be more efficient. Mm-hmm. You know, they're probably in the bottom third in terms of yards per rush. Wow. Um, so they have to do a better job of really creating some running lanes for, for Melvin and Austin. But they've been able to run enough to keep defenses honest. I got you. Okay. When teams have had success shutting down the Chargers offense, what have they done? Um, I think they've been able to get a little bit of pressure on Rivers. And they've been able to stop the run. And so if you're able to stop the run early and get them into second and long, third and long situations, mm-hmm. I think teams have been able to get uh, off the field. And, and that's why they've been successful these last four games. They've been really good on first down. And so because they've been able to create some chunk plays on first down, that's allowed them to extend drives and, and, and ultimately score points. So I think stopping the run on, on first down against this team is going to be critical. you, you got to be able to do that. And if you're able to get them in second and third long situations and, and, and get some pressure up the middle, you know, Chris Jones might be a, a, a crucial player, uh, then, you know, you can get off the field. Looking at the Chargers' defense, you know, we all know how good Ingram and Bosa are. I think it's the best edge-rushing tandem in the division. You know, what, what else do the Chargers have on defense that fans need to keep an eye on, man? Well, I think the one guy that's been critical to their success in the second half of the season has been the return of Denzel Perryman. Right. With Perryman out, they were giving up a league-worst 135 rushing yards a game. Right. Since Perryman returned off the ankle surgery, I think, which, which is after the bye against Jacksonville, 
they're giving up about 110 rushing yards a game, which is you know right in the middle of the league. It's not great, but it's not awful. And so because they're able to to to, to keep teams from you know just gashing them in the run game and get to again more uh, you know second along, third along situations, now you can unleash Bosa and Ingram and 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 have them have the kind of effect that they want in terms of pass rush. So that's been one key. And then also um, Adrian Phillips, they're playing a lot of dime when yeah. teams go three wide. Yeah. So you're going to see Adrian Phillip as their will linebacker. He's like 5'11", 210 pounds. But he's been okay against the run. You know, he's been he's been holding up. Um, so watch when they go dime, three wide. Um, against three wide receiver sets, they're giving up about five yards per play, which is um, number five in the league right now. So they're doing a, a good job against three wide receiver sets. I think the Chiefs run three receiver sets – you know, I think they're about 16th in the league in terms of their plays, yep. but um, they're averaging like 8.3 yards per pass play in three wide. So that's a, a personnel grouping. I think it's called Zebra and West Coast personnel. You know, it's been a while since I covered a West Coast team. No, you got it. When, that's right. When, when they go three receiver, uh, that's when they create explosive plays. So I think that'll be an interesting match to see when they go three wide and the Chargers are in their dime. Um, if they're able to stop and contain explosive plays and with that personnel grouping. Interesting. Okay. And then in the secondary, Casey Hayward's obviously a very good player. Anybody else back there that um, – anybody else I need to know about? You know who's not getting a lot of shine is Jaleel. Um, huh. He's leading the team in tackles right now. And, again, he's the guy that's playing up at the line of scrimmage yeah. and making a lot of tackles in the run game. Um, he's just not getting any interceptions. He doesn't have any picks. You know, he's got hands of stone. Um, <laughs> Trey's actually got four picks and, and has done a decent job as their deep safety, kind of the Earl Thomas role on that defense. But yeah. I think Julio has been a, a, a very consistent player for them. Um, and, I, you know, he's had trouble staying healthy too. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another guy that maybe isn't getting much shine as he should. Uh, obviously, Casey, though, kind of sets the tone because – of his ball skills. You know, I kind of compare him to Sherman. I mean, he's got wow. ball skills like Richard. I don't think he anticipates as well as Richard does and maybe doesn't plaster as well as Richard, but his ball skills are, are, are legit. Wow. Okay. When teams ask, it says getting after the Chargers on defense, what do they do? Well, I, I think they run the football. I mean, you saw it the first uh, time that these two teams matched up. I mean, Kareem killed him. I mean, they get like 167 yards or something. Had that long run at the end to kind of seal it. Um, and, and it looks like he had a pretty good game last week against Oakland. So I think teams, when they can effectively run the football and, and kind of get this defense on their heels yeah. um, and then grind out clock, kind of keep the ball away from the Chargers offense, yeah. I think they've been effective. You know, the Eagles early on ran the football pretty effectively against them, and they weren't able to do anything against LeGarrette Blount. Uh, Jacksonville ran the football okay, you know, with, with Fournette. Yeah. Um, I think teams that compound it um, uh, can kind of wear down that defense a little bit. And, you know, edge rushers don't want to don't want to play run defense. I got you. you know, they want they want to get the passer. So to make Bosa and Ingram make tackles in the run game. I got you. Okay. Um, also, no, I remember last time they played them. Like I felt like you could throw a little bit on the linebackers and second level. Yep. Um, yep. Is it a chance? Could, is there a chance this could be a Kelsey game? Yeah. I, Kelsey is a guy that you want to watch and how they match up with Kelsey. Are they going to put a safety on him like like Julio or A 
Adrian, yeah. obviously that's a mismatch for Kelsey. But if you put Denzel on him, that's a mismatch too. Yeah. I think you got to double Kelsey and make somebody else beat you, whether it's Tyreek or, 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 you know, maybe play one less guy in the box. But yeah, I do think that's a matchup to watch because I, I do think they struggle at the intermediate level in terms of covering either Kelsey or covering the back out of the backfield. I got you. Okay. All right, man. Give me your prediction, man. I'll let you get out of here. Wow. Yeah, I even thought about this. You know, I, I, they haven't won since 2013, I think, against the Chiefs. I think it's a seven-game stretch where the Chiefs have kind of owned them. Yeah. The last time they beat the Chiefs was, I think, in San Diego. And it was to clinch the playoffs uh, that year to get in that weird game where they <laughs> suck up and missed a field goal and uh, yep. they got to overtime. So I'm going to go Chargers to, to, to break the string. Um you know, it seems like it'd be a high-scoring game, but I'm going to say low-scoring. I'm going to say 20 to 17 Chargers. All right. As always, man, we appreciate having you on. Can you tell my readers how to follow, find you? Yep. You can hit me up on Twitter at Eric underscore D underscore Williams. I like the underscores. Or you can <laughs> check out my work at the ESPN NFL Nation Charger blog, and I, and I appreciate that. Highly recommend this, man, folks. Give them, the, give them your clicks. Give them your follows. All right, man, I appreciate you. Be safe coming in. Enjoy some Kansas City barbecue, man. I'll see you on Saturday. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm probably just going to go straight to Arthur Bryant's when I get <laughs> My man, great choice. Great choice. Get that sweet heat barbecue sauce. <laughs> there you go. All right, brother, take it easy. Be safe. Okay, thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, see you, man. All right, man. Yep. Okay, so good stuff there from Eric. Here is the A-Team Roundtable. Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? It's uh, Therese Paler, Chief B Rider with the Kansas City Star, and I'm here with Mis Amigos, the A Team. It is Blair Kirkhoff. Hello. Vahe. Vahe Gregorian. You had some time to work on that one. I did. That's a, glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, glad to be with you, Amigo. Yeah, yeah. Birthday mate. And <laughs> that's right, yeah. We were both born on January 28th, by the way. And uh, How about that? Some years apart. I mean, the alpha dog at 18. The man who's led the 18 in shots for five years <laughs> running. And points. Yeah, yeah. And points. Not assists. Not uh, field goal <laughs> Five time All Star, though. Five time All Star. In a 21 year career. <laughs> Well, but five times, <laughs> five times straight All Star, going for his fifth All Star bid this year. It is Sam Mellinger. Trez, you want to tell the people why we're doing this at two thirty and not two? Yeah, Hollywood. I would look. Well, for one, I'm responsible for the audio of this thing, which means that I need to locate this at all times because uh -huh. it does not sound correct. Because I don't know if you notice. The people like to complain that the audio's not right. <laughs> and by the way, I figured you guys would understand that and also know that y'all can't do the show without Bobby Brown. <laughs> they can't do the show without Bobby. You know, it is what it is. We're going to do it right. Um, that wasn't completely ruined, even though you knew it was coming. I just, I just really wanted to. Let, I just wanted, I really just, I wanted to summon my inner diva. Just, you know, for the record, I lead this team in assists, by the way. So let's. There's no like, I'm not a pass first point guard. Okay, I'm not a, I'm not a shoot first point guard. I pass first, uh -huh. so you know. Okay, 
We got It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Thank a couple you. things in the works right. this very week because of that. Right. And I, you know, I'm not out here getting my shots up. I want to make sure everybody <laughs> on the team touches the ball to get their shots up. Right. That's what matters to me. And um, these people probably don't care about this. Uh, look, <laughs> the Chargers are coming into town. It's a pretty big game on Saturday. Yeah. It's a short week, which is the bane of my existence. Hate them. Hate short weeks because I got to crunch all my preparation. Uh, into one less day than I should. But anyway, the whole nation will have its eyes on this game. Blair came up with a good idea, a good thought that we can talk about now. Is this game the biggest one in the regular season of Andy Reid's tenure? What do you guys say? We, we haven't, you guys will correct me quickly on this, I'm sure, Sam, if, uh, if I'm not right on this, but we haven't seen a game, seen it come down to one game with such high stakes, right? I mean, there have been bigger games if you want to say a win at New England or something of that effect but as far as consequences for the season directly I don't know I don't think so I think this is it I can't think of one and part of that is that this is the fifth year that he's been in charge here so this is the most important game of what I think is his most important season here because they've made progress there's no doubt like people that that complain about Andy Reid I get to a certain extent but he took over two and 14 disaster so he, he's, he's certainly improved things, but they've kind of stagnated. They've, they've hit that like sort of Chiefs plateau, mm. uh, you know, as high as they've been since 1969, right? Uh, and, and this was the year that that was supposed to change. <laughs> and it just, you know, this is the, they need to win this game for that to change, I, I think. I enjoy all 1969 references in the Chiefs. It's just said with so much bitterness. <laughs> Can I just share a real Technically quick... Technically it was January 1970, I believe. Right. Yeah. A real you quick know. voicemail. I don't think I've shared this before, but there was a guy just sort of talking about this exact thing the other day. And he left me a voicemail, and the end of the message was decade after decade after decade. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. Just the resignation he said it with. It's, That's brutal. Now, this was before the, the uh, last game against Oakland. So. I don't remember, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember a game that was a showdown this late in the season. You know, that the, the, the winner is in the favorable position, the loser in the less favorable yeah. position. So a division game yeah. late in the season with the stakes this high. You know, if the Chiefs, the loser of the game is not out of the race. There's still, still two weeks to go, sure. and um, anything can happen in those two games. But uh, the winner clearly has a leg up in the division. And I think, Sam, you're right. It's, it's not just, you know, 7-16 and 16 going try, trying to improve by one game. It's everything that's kind of built toward yeah. this year and what this year's been about and how it's unfolded. And, um, and, and failure is... Um, Failure has consequences, I think, for this team yep. and this roster, maybe this coaching staff, in, in a way that it hasn't in, in the past, in past years. I think there'd also be some symbolism, too, right, in that they would be losing a game at home against a team that they wire-to-wire beat on the road in week three or four, whatever that was. And so that, that would be as, as clear a picture as, as I can imagine of the improvement that one team made since then and the improvement that the other team did not make since then. I will say this. Um, if the Chiefs lose the game, they're in better position than the Chargers would be That's if right. they lose the game. Right. That's right. If the Chiefs win, it's, you know, they would have to lose the next two. The Chargers would have to, to win the, the next two. Yeah. Right, to not make the playoffs. Yeah. If, if the Chiefs win and they win one of the last two, they're in the playoffs. Yes, that, or if the Chargers lose, lose one, of the, one of the last two. two. Their magic number is one right. at that point. Uh, I, I agree. I think that there's, I think that, you know, 
I think the Andy's gonna call out to bring out the good players this week. I think Navy will, and he's shown an ability to beat these division teams when they have to, and I think that's gonna continue. Um, I, don't, I really don't see a reason why why they really don't win this game, other than the fact the Chargers. You 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 did mention some interesting. Like you think they might be a better team right now? I do, and I know it's a big game. Whenever you do like the pregame, <laughs> whenever you watch it early, I'm like Chargers preview. I'm like what? <laughs> There's like 700 words. On the I'm like, oh, I see that my game plan's not needed this week. Okay. Well, but, but I am curious to know what you saw, though. Like, What did you think when you looked at this Chargers team? Man? I thought uh, the, the thing that stuck out the most is we always talk about Ingram and Bosa, right? Right, we all. Bosa yeah. and Ingram. Yeah, and, and for good, good reason. reason. Yeah, that, that, that is, uh, you know. That's the best edge rushing combo in this division. Now. I was just yeah uh, yeah in the division for sure, and I think you know it's got to be one of the best five or eight or whatever in in, in all of football. Um, not that we're going to go through them right now, but um, the other five are pretty good too. Like that's what stuck out. Their, their front seven can hit. Um, you know, Denzel Perryman was the guy. Uh, he was on IR for the first I think seven games or so of the season. That guy can hit. I mean, there's a few plays every game where he just comes out of nowhere and does a water boy impression Fire and just hydrant, knocks man. the snot out yeah. of somebody. They are strong up front. And, you know, I really – I mean, you could say this about a lot of games, but the Chiefs' ability to keep those guys away from Alex and, – and the offensive line, let's be, let's be fair, the offensive line has been a lot better the last maybe three games or so, especially in pass protection. Um, you know, and, and then the Chiefs' ability to get after Phil Rivers because, like – he can sling it, and and he can hurt you. And they got some weapons. You know, Tyrell Williams is a you know a sprinter. Um, Keenan Allen's one of the best five receivers in football. Um, but if you get him off his spot, Phil Rivers is well, not effective. That's what they did at Carson. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yep. That's the Rivers over two, and over. Yeah, yep. that's how yep. that's how Terrence Mitchell had two picks. Yeah, right, yeah. In that game, um, they, they they got him off his spot, and he yep. was uh, looking. Without having looked at all the Chargers games, I got to think that was one of his worst games of the year, and he he just got off to such a horrible start in that game because of the pressure. Yeah, well, it was to the point. I think like we all four of us sit next to each other in the press box. And remember, the Chargers got the ball and they were down a touchdown. It was seventeen to ten at that point, I think, and and they got the ball. I can't remember how much time was left, but more than enough time to score a touchdown if they were going to have a touchdown drive. And I remember, like, all four of us just felt there was no possible way they were going to get that touchdown just the way the rest of this game had been going. Yeah. Is that when he threw up? Did he take his gloves off and throw them? He, did, he, did, he made some gesture of futility coming off the field. I mean, he, not that he hasn't done that before, but. <laughs> <laughs> Things have changed. Yes. Yeah. Things have yeah. changed yes. for the Chargers, haven't yes. they? And now you look at their season, 7-2 um, and two in their last nine after starting 0-4. And, and we just talked to Anthony Lynn on a conference call a little while ago. It, it kind of they lost a couple of those games because they missed a kick at the end, right? So two mm-hmm. of their not the Chiefs game, but a couple of the other ones because the the, the kicker their first two first right? two it this, was first this, two. Yeah. I mean, this team could easily be um, in the driver's seat in the yeah. division race. And I remember at the time after they went to zero and three with the loss of the Chiefs and then lost the next week weekend, we're just thinking this, you know, the move took its toll, the the relocation, the new coach, new staff. Their Chargers are just not. It's just not going to happen for the Chargers this year. Why would you think that it could possibly happen for them? You like some of their players, you like some of their guys, but I kind of like their coach. I kind of like well, Anthony you, Lynn. You kind of like him now, for sure. I mean, he he held it together. Yeah. He held it together after that zero and four, yeah. and um, he's he's got a good roster though. He definitely he has a good roster. He's got weapons on defense and a wide receiver. I I liked him. Uh, Early in the season, I was doing the games and like he's another glasses guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he did 
like it was one of those games where like he he always wears the glasses and he he's one of those old football players. He's like a former running back. So like they asked him a question about um how to, <laughs> they asked him a question about how the game like had this gone has to be the screen grab by the way. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, we got to establish the run. We haven't did, we didn't do a good job of that. It's up to our offensive line to impose their will on the opposing team. She's like, thanks, coach. <laughs> and he walks away. I'm like, I'm like, I play for him. I like this guy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, his fun voice, prop. His voice is opposite your high school coach's voice. It is opposite my high school coach's voice. <laughs> coach Merchant. Yeah. Hey, man. You gotta get your head out of your ass. <laughs> he was, too. He's a little short guy. He's shorter than me. He, just, he used to live. He's like, <laughs> like, when he walked, he's like, He was great. We were good my senior year too. Uh, he was like he was like any other coach. Like he's like every high school coach you think, except with the high voice. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, I kind of took us off course a little. So that's my fault. I, I, I couldn't resist. As soon as you did that voice, I, I always think of coach, your high school coach. Memories with Therese next yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so, but about about Coach Lynn, that was that was the point. I, I do like him. I, yeah. I think. And that, like it also says something when a team can bounce back from one and four or whatever they were. Oh, the old situation. It's a lot. There's, there's a lot to be said about that guy's like mental toughness and the way yeah. players like, kept, still he kept play it together. He there's kept it together, of, and, yeah. and um, uh, they're so now. Uh, is this a? You said it. Is this the best team in the division? I, I think talent wise, it might be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be. Um, who has the best? They're playing the best right now. The there's no question. Ooh, who'd you guys take? Rivers or Smith? What about you? You take Rivers, wouldn't you? No, I, I think no. I, I think I think I would I think I would take Smith. You know, their stats are very similar for the season right now. Yeah. I think they both have twenty three touchdown passes. They've both thrown for about thirty five hundred yards. Um, I think Rivers has seven interceptions. Smith has five. Rivers, though, last eight games, nine games, been playing really well. And Alex, not as much in the last. Months. His last four games when they've been 4 0, he's thrown for 1,300 and some yards, eight touchdowns, and no interceptions. Yeah, yeah um, he's due. You know, that is, uh, that is something. I, I think I would take Alex, but not feel great about it. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I would take Alex is what I was talking about earlier that, you know, if you push, if you get Rivers off his spot, even, you know, he just turns into mush. And at least Alex can, and he had a couple of really big runs against the Raiders, like straight up the middle oh, yeah. when the pocket opened <laughs> up. Um, and, and so he can still do that. And and the other thing about the, about Rivers too, and obviously no interceptions the last four games, but you watch the you watch them play. There's a couple times a game where he'll let your D backs make a play. Yeah, like he'll 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 give them a chance. He's like, hey man, it's up up in the air. Yep. he's definitely an yep. aggressive yep. Um, passer. I, I gotta tell you, man, I watch these, I've watched the Chargers play five years now, man, because that's how long I've been on the beat. I've never just been like, yeah, he's that much better than Alex. I just I don't. Maybe it's just because I'm around Alex every day. I get it. Like, and Lord knows he's a great interview, man. I'm listen, head of the Phil Rivers fan club because he's a great interview and great to like opposing beat writers. But I never watch him and think, "Wow, the Chiefs need a quarterback like that." Mm-hmm. That's just me, though. He's lost seven in a row to the Chiefs. No. Um, Is that right? Yeah, and the other—it's funny. I agree with that. But when Philip Rivers makes a good throw, I think. 
Yeah, that's Philip Rivers. Uh-huh. And when Alex Smith makes a good throw, I go, wow, <laughs> I <don't> know. Oh, <laughs> look at that. I didn't know he could do that. There is yeah. some of that. Yeah. There is some of that. Uh, and it's, it's totally unfair because yeah. he's made so many good throws yeah. this year, so many. Yeah. We talked about the one uh, on Sunday, the one to Tyreek, uh, that got the first down on third and 16. I just I just marveled at that that throw and getting it over the line. The one, yeah, Tyreek up. Tyreek yeah, yeah, yeah. It was early in the game. Yeah, yeah, that was. live drive. I just thought yeah. that was just fantastic. And, you know, a th- little food for thought. Just momentarily sidestepping here, but isn't Alex Smith still the Chiefs team MVP this year? At this oh, point, I haven't I thought about that. Be, it is in a way because yeah. you know who else would it be? But we'll see. Um, I mean, seriously, but, I, I think he's the he's he's having a Pro Bowl season I, in the AFC. Who's besides Brady, Roethlisberger, and? Um, and yeah. Rivers with similar stats. Who's, Beyond that, yeah. that, that's the group, isn't this it? This is true, right? That that um, against Oakland, he went over his career high in yardage. Yeah, for the yeah. He's going to go over four thousand, isn't he? Uh-huh. I don't think Rivers is going to make the. He's on pace for four thousand. He may. He's throwing my, my, the third, fourth most yards in the league. The interceptions are down to seven. He's got twenty three yeah. touchdowns. I think Rivers is going to make it. Yeah. From the AFC, um, Roethlisberger hasn't had like, a great year. All right, so let me ask you this: well, um, Does Night game at Arrowhead have a that's is, is that a thing? I think it is like that. That to me is a huge. If this was a noon game, I might think that the Chargers would win. Like because I, I I believe that home field like people hate this, but whatever. I I believe that home field at Arrowhead is overrated. I really like. I think statistically that shows up. I think just like watching them year after mean? year after year that shows up. What are you talking about, Sam? <laughs> but prime time. How dare you? Yeah. You hate the Chiefs. How, how dare I point out that the spread between the, the Chiefs' home and road winning percentage is lower than the league average. But um, <laughs> Arrowhead at night, I think, is a real thing. Like, I think Arrowhead at night is is a different animal. Um, people get lubed up in the parking hey, lot. We're Baton Rouge, um, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, I, I think out. it's absolutely different. I, I did look this up, too, that um, Andy Reid has coached seven night games at Arrowhead as the Chiefs coach, and they've lost twice. And once was uh, when you know Jamal had the fumble. The Chiefs Denver, turned Denver it over game. like five or six yeah. times. And and another one, um, they were both to Denver, and both Denver clearly had the better team. One of those years, they went to the they won the Super Bowl. It was that team, um, you know. I mean, so so they have not lost a, a primetime game at. Oh, sorry, I had them on the corner of my eye. I thought you were putting these on. Um, they have not lost a primetime game. Um, without either six turnovers or whatever it was, and Jamal Charles having that really terrible, untimely one, or the that other team being good enough to win the Super Bowl. All that said, little surprise the Chiefs are underdogs in this game. They, they, didn't they even started the week as a favorite, I think. Did one, they really? I think got they bet started down? the week as a one point favorite, and now mm. they're they're a one point dog or and a half point. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I <laughs> okay. I mean. I, the Chiefs were favored longer than they should be, you know, like right, right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. after they started losing. Uh-huh. But you know, maybe this is a they little were the, bit quicker so, than Somebody that said they be. were the first team to lose straight up as double digit favorites in consecutive games in, in like <laughs> wow. for, for whatever whatever it was. Can't take that away what, from them. <laughs> that's right. They, they own that. Wow. Hey, so to your your point about Arrowhead at night, what, does that mean automatically we're gonna get those whatever it is, ten thousand seats that were empty the other night, they're gonna be full? I think it'll be full. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, like am I overestimating with ten thousand? I mean, it seemed like a lot. Uh, it did seem like a lot. Last yeah, week. it did seem like a lot. But I, I do. I, I really, I believe in Arrowhead at night, and and wow. maybe even more so on a Saturday night. You know, Sunday people got to go to work the next day, or at least 
try <laughs> to go to work the next day. They have, they have to account for, yeah. for work right. the next day. Right, right. Uh, Saturday, they don't have that worry. No, they get to just let it go. And it's supposed <laughs> to be a beautiful day Saturday in the afternoon. Sunny yeah. and highs in the 50s. So, yeah. yeah. 3,500 yards, 67% completion percentage, 23 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. 104.4 passer rating. That is the second highest of football. That's the passer rating. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a career high for, for Alex Smith to be continuing yeah. on that. Who's the first? Is it is, is, is still? The GOAT. Even after the... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brady is amazing. But that's, Alex Smith is having a really, really good statistical year. Yeah. Like This is a great year. By the way, Smith has been sacked 33 times. That's more than anybody. That's a ton. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's more than the next than anybody else that's in the top eight. I mean, so he's taking some punishment and still had a very nice. Anybody else in the top eight a passer rating? Mm-hmm. Passer yeah. rating. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot. He's uh, having a great season. And I don't know. I, I think in a lot of ways, you know, sometimes like teams get your stuff on tape. And they really kind of jam you up, right? And you try to make some adjustments and you adjust doing the things that you're not so good at. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason I think they often struggle for a while. But that goes in cycles now. So now we're facing a team that they know, that they know how to beat, that they know the personnel. I, I just think the Chiefs are still a better football team, man. And I think this is an interesting game. And I, I think in a lot of ways, if they just win it, you know, I think some of the angst from the last month, from November, some of it. Some of it will go away. Yeah. Unless they lose again to well, Miami. Here, look, here's the weird thing. The way this the way this season's gone, so you do you think five and oh is sure or something? Then that doesn't happen. Now you'd have to wonder if they win. Eight and six, what does that assure? That almost assures a New Year's uh, Christmas Eve loss to Miami at home. <laughs> that pisses I mean, everybody off. You can't help but feel like that, right? Because they don't need right? They just got to beat Denver. They'd have to beat Denver anyway. Yeah. Right. So they might not even scheme for the Dolphins. I mean, they might just be getting ready to. Or, or, they, or, or they go out for the Dolphins and rest. And maybe Patrick Mahomes plays against the Broncos if it's they can't they can't change their position in the playoff in the playoff race yeah. like they did in Andy's first year right didn't uh, yeah, when Chase Daniel started yeah. against the, game, the Chargers, Chargers yeah. in Chargers. San Diego because they couldn't yeah. change their playoff position yeah. that year yeah. um, almost won that game too. You, but what you just said about Alex really intrigues me if he's having his best year statistically. Boy, shouldn't the Chiefs be a playoff team? <laughs> Man, if you're getting the best year of his, you know, yeah. thirteen-year well, NFL career, that says a lot. Yeah, you you better take advantage of this, yep. and and it, it won't be his fault if they don't. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I don't know though. If put it this way, no matter what happens, we're assuming they won't make the Super Bowl. Right. Um, no, I'm just saying. So, I, yeah, I'm assuming. That. Can't confirm. Yeah, uh, as evidenced by my by the reservations that you've made for that weekend. From, by, as evidenced by my well, Pro Bowl and Senior Bowl plan. Oh, right, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I won't be preparing for the Super Bowl right. week. Um, I will be in Mobile scouting. Low level prospects. Listen, I gotta say something though. As the as the newcomer in town, the sixth round, five, five years into being here, I've just gotten edge rushers. Yeah. After after making plans for October 2014, um, I just decided from then on, I, I, I never nothing's over till it's over. That's true. Nothing was uh, less possible 
than the Royals taking over October, especially on the last day of September. <laughs> I am falling into the exact same trap because in July of 2014, my mom wanted to come visit me in October, and she asked me for dates, and all I did was look at the Chiefs schedule <laughs> not think about anything else. And she came and visited, and literally she was here when we were in San Francisco. And then she was gone when we were here, and then she left when we were in San Francisco. Like it, was like, it couldn't have turned out any worse. But I'll tell you this. I'm going to make plans to be on a beach on February 4th. <laughs> I have not learned my lesson. <laughs> I have not learned my lesson at all. No, you didn't. I, I'm in the process. I haven't done it yet. Is your, but is your button that you're going to push going to have some kind of caveat? <laughs> well, Southwest, of, you can change. Oh, Southwest. Oh, yeah, oh, you got that. Yeah. Okay. What about hotel? Like, you know, what? Well, you can cancel. I'll just be sad. All right. It won't cost me anything. I should have some of your prepaying yeah. if you can yeah, get a no bargain. Yeah. yeah. Just delay. I'll be sad. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting this out there, um, Kentucky at Missouri the night before the Super Bowl. So, can't miss game. <laughs> there you go. Can't miss game. Well, and that everyone's going to miss. I can't believe, like, last week we were talking about, like, Mahomes, and now it's like we're even, like, 5% entertaining the possibility of just coming back to screw us. Right? <laughs> well, like, isn't it wild, though, that everything is on, on the table from uh, – well, how about this? Three games left, and we still don't know. It, it's possible that Pat Mahomes will start that last game in Denver because the Chiefs can't improve their playoff position, and it's possible they'll start that game because they're not in the playoffs. They can't, they can't get in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, both, like, everything, everything in between. That's great. That's a great way to put it. Uh, but, but I think when I, when I haven't studied it, but I think they're locked into the four seed. What? That's the only playoff position. I suppose they can get a wild card. I even studied it. I, maybe, maybe they could be up, but they can't be better than the fourth seed. It looks like um, they're, not, they're not getting up to three. Um, right. They're they're going to play for, if they're in the playoffs. They're definitely playing the first weekend. Yeah. yeah. They, they lost the opportunity yeah. to rest here know, against four, the the best ago. wild card. Yeah. The higher like seeded wild card team. Somebody who runs the football. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. But let's um, try the Jaguars, the Ravens, uh, Titans, Bills. The last time a division-winning Chiefs team played a home <laughs> playoff game was the Ravens, uh, 2010, how, when how, Matt Castle how, had his 27 and 7 season. How did that? I'm right? sorry, I, I misspoke. His 27 and 7 mirage. <laughs> <laughs> the, the better team won that day. Castle by, by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Castle really did a number on Chiefs fans. Like I remember a few months, like uh, eight months ago, seven months ago, whatever. People were trying to figure out what number Mahomes was gonna wear, and I'm like, five is out there. No, five one. I was like, seven's there, and I'm like, hey, you should take seven. That's a gunslinger number, you know. I'm thinking, you know, there's some pretty cool, like Elway's worn seven. Like, yeah, that's a gunslinger number. And they were like, no, God, no, no seven. <laughs> Castle memories. I'm like, so Chiefs fans having nom like flashbacks. So, <laughs> number seven playing court. I'm like, really? A couple months ago. When Harrison Bucker came out and yeah. missed his first kick, I remember like Twitter yeah. being blowing up. As soon as he walked out there, <laughs> yeah. that number I knew he was missing. But he's been good sense. I got the number on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all ready to answer some questions? Yeah, Absolutely. sure. Let's do it. Cool. Lars Fike says, Howdy, fellas, back from KC. National media is all over the Chargers. Can the KC pass rush get Phillip off his spot? Do we believe in the pass rush? 
I'd like to know how healthy Justin Houston is. Um, Justin Houston has had a habit of, to me, looking better on tape when I rewatch the game mm -hmm. than he does live. No. Like, you see him win a lot, but it just doesn't matter because nobody else is winning. Um, all that said, uh, I think they will be able to do that just based on what we saw on Sunday. And, you know, the Raiders have a big, strong, like pretty good but big off yeah. offensive line. And Tomba won a few times. Chris Jones was blowing up the pocket. Justin Houston was doing well. Jarvis uh, Jenkins played well in that yeah, game. Yeah. And, and Nacho. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like what they're getting from their interior. Yeah. Too. Not yeah. just the end. That's, that's the key to it. Yep. For more than they've gotten a while from their interior, yeah. which is, I guess, yeah. what makes you wonder, right? Yep. It's, yeah, when you preview games, I mean, that's how you... <laughs> <laughs> We've got two beat writers now. Um, You'd make a great column. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not be communicated to the powers that be. <laughs> We're here for you, buddy. E2 Sam. Huh? E2 Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Jesse Bates said. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Jesse Bates says, hey, Jess, um, Revis and Peter is going to lock down the pass game now that Revis is getting back in the playing form. What do you think of Revis when you saw the tape? I thought he was better. I mean, it looked like um, I thought against the Jets, I thought that he very much looked like a guy that hadn't played in a long time, that had just been kind of working out on his own. Um, and I thought – I didn't think he was great against the Raiders, but I thought he was like a solid – he's what they needed. If they can get that version of Darrell Revis at least the rest of the rest of the season, I mean, three regular season games and then whatever may or may not happen in the playoffs, I think that's, I think that's a win. Not, not sure the exact reason Logan didn't play more. I do know his hamstrings bother him a little bit. At yeah. least it was on Sunday. Yeah. So. Hey, let's talk about Marcus for a minute if you don't mind. Well, yeah, so, that's the next question. You know, you tend to think he's – as, as you've outlined already, Therese, and maybe you guys also have, but he's going to be on fire for this game, right? Yeah. There's a danger with that, that it's unhinged, Marcus, as opposed to optimal. Uh, they actually use this term, optimal arousal. I, I know it's kind of a funny way to put Do it. Do they really? Yeah. I've heard. I've heard. Uh, they uh, team. <laughs> yeah. New sponsors. No, sports, sports, uh, sports psychologists use that term. I heard somebody say it once. James Franklin yeah, said it once. Yeah. James Franklin, when we were both covering Missouri, James yeah, Franklin see, said see, it once. Wait, remember, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wait, I meant to box you out, <laughs> as, as usual. Um, but, that, but finding that for Marcus, is it, it, whatever term you want to use. I'm going to um, use that one. Yeah. Optimal yeah. arousal. What get, about you, Sam? You going to use that one? <laughs> You I like know, that? I don't know what Marcus's optimal arousal would be. I'm going to look up this term <laughs> and show you how uh, you know, validated it is. I think he'll be terrific, um, and I think he'll have a personal foul penalty at some point. But I think he'll play really well. I think he's going to play totally in control. I think he's. I think he's going to. I think you're going to see the best of him. Yeah. You know, best behavior, best uh, just athleticism. I think you're going to see the best of him. Yeah. I think he's. I think he feels like. Look, he got. He just got embarrassed. You know, and, and I think he. Thought he let the team down, and it, I, I, who knows? We don't get to talk to him. Yeah. Who knows how he feels? But I think you're going to—he's going to be on Keenan Allen for right, don't you think? Um, who's who's going to trash talk him a lot? Um, oh, it's going to get intense. That's kind of why I think there might be a personal foul penalty. Oh. But like one thing about Marcus too, and I think that—and look, like I really like him, so I'm coming from that perspective. But I, I think that people that don't like Marcus don't see this in him. But 
he's accountable. And and he's yeah, you know, like right. when when he screws up, he owns it. He and t- he takes pride in that too. You know, right? yeah. And and forgot which which game was it where it's like he made a play at the end and he said, like, that just took me from hella week oh, to just week. Right. Like whatever. Like I mean he, he he's self critical and, and open about it, and I he think he's gonna be It was a Chargers yeah. game, wasn't it? Was it? No, I think, I think it was the Redskins. It was, game. It was a home game. It was the Redskins game. Okay, I thought he Because he, he caused the fumble that yeah, just used to right. right. the end yeah. of the game. Yeah. He did something positive because he'd had a bad yeah. game. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he gave up a couple TDs, two Ds. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, so I I do think that he'll be focused. And and I think we're gonna get that the rest of the the rest of the way too, as long as they play. Like I I just believe in that. Jordan Tribe says eighteen provides optimal arousal weekly. <laughs> Twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. Optimal <laughs> optimal arousal theory suggests that arousal prompts human behavior. Yeah, it does. Arousal theorists <laughs> hypothesize that each human has a level of arousal. <laughs> At which he or she generally performs best, yeah. and that the individual strives to maintain that level of arousal yeah. in much the same way that the body homeostatically controls its temperature. I mean, I think ask Mitch Morris about, about this sometime. <laughs> Mitch Morris and James Franklin. And again, Therese, remember when we were going to cover <laughs> Missouri? And they would, they, yeah, that's not okay. Um. I think it's an age thing. <laughs> I want arousal. Is there a pill for that? Is that, yeah. the, is that the question? This, this help for, uh, for the... There's, there's things you can do. There's things you can do to reach optimal <laughs> All right. That's I'm going to be Sarah Huckabee Sanders here. Your mind must be in the gutter if you're going to say I'm that. I'm okay. look, you know... That's the thing about getting old. You start losing stuff, right? That's how that goes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you don't learn that until you get old. <laughs> I look around. I see these young faces. I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. <laughs> All right. Don Cipolla says, Hey, guys, if we lose to the Chargers due to the defense, and Peters is back to doing the same, what do you suggest moving forward? Man. I don't know. Let's let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then make it be a bad deal. Yeah. Pretty bad deal. Not what you want, as they say. <laughs> as they say. <laughs> Jesse Boyd says, oh, right on the heels of the optimal arousal. Uh-oh. <laughs> How's the boy, Sam? <laughs> All good. Thank you for your interest. <laughs> Jesse Bates says, thoughts on the promotion of Leon McQuay? Uh, I talked to Leon today, and uh, we'll write about him for tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's paper. You don't get much from, from Leon. <laughs> Leon, nah, man. He, he's a happy dude, though. Oh, he's Did you catch one of the most laid-back guys I've ever met. Yep. Yeah. Very laid-back. Um, he'll, he'll be Very on special chill. teams. Yeah. We'll see how much he plays. The, the real tough thing is uh, Stephen Terrell having... Having the the finger surgery, yeah. coming off of if you trust Pro Football Focus, he had the highest grade of any chief last week. <laughs> Not just defensive player, but chief. Did you did you guys catch uh, Stephen Terrell's tweet on this? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that it. was very interesting. In case any of you guys didn't, he says, "I want to thank everyone for their thoughts and prayers. My surgery went well. I knew that this hand injury would make Sunday my last game, uh-huh. hmm. and hmm. I just wanted to go out on a good note." Hmm. Yeah. Hate to see my season end over something like this, but I know it's all part of God's yeah. plan. But interesting that that 
he went into that game understanding that. Interesting. That is interesting. Also, become a quick eighteen favorite with some of his accessibility and accountability after games. It's a disappointment to lose him for that reason too. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, man. No, no. What? Good questions. Yeah, there. Um, hey, by the way, we got a season high here watching us here. Hey, thank you. At least during the midweek one, we're growing tremendous. <clears throat> Our audience. It's the excellent camera work. That's, That's a fact. That's right. Yeah. Could be some uh, Jordan Tribe says, you guys think Alex Smith can move back into the MVP race with a strong finish? What do we think? We think that's done. Yeah. Look, if he fi- what, what happens if he finishes with you know, 30 TDs and five interceptions? I don't know. Does that, and, they win the, and they win out. Tommy Brady still. Yeah, Tommy I mean, Brady, right? there's not like a th- – that game on – was that Monday? Now I'm losing my um, – It was Thursday, wasn't it? No, maybe it was. Maybe uh, whatever. It was the Dolphins Monday. It was Monday. When, when he struggled. You know, that, that doesn't help, but he's still Monday. Brady. I guess we'll see. The, the I best remember if it was Sunday night or Monday it night. It was Monday night. Yeah. The best they could be is 10 and 6. Um, right. And the fourth seed. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, the Steelers are going to finish ahead of them. I think Antonio Brown might end up being, yeah. uh, at least among AFC players, yeah. the best, most valuable. Yeah. Brendan Downey says, are we going to see more press coverage going forward? Well, I certainly hope so, Brendan. Um, You can only watch so many stick routes and uh, curls being completed in front of guys' faces. So, yeah, I think think that might be awesome. But that was a thing, man. That that worked. Mm -hmm. Well, That that and the pressure. If you think Phillip Rivers didn't see that, him and Allen going up top, him and Williams going up top. That's a problem. You play press against the Chargers. They got some guys that can go up top on you now. They, they can take guys. you downtown. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yep. so they're gonna they're gonna hit you in the alley. So they're gonna need some help on the outside. And you gotta be careful when you do that. Uh, same question from Matt Brownfield. Will Sutton continue to scheme wrinkles from last week? He should. That's my opinion. Uh, <laughs> T.J. Simmons says, "Is the feeling Marcus will be solid this week? Allen is his son after all." <laughs> That's a great little feud. Hashtag bomb. That's a great feud. It's so simple. It's so simplistic. Uh-huh. I really just enjoyed seeing just the hashtag and then bomb. Yeah. Like, yeah. It took no thought. Uh-huh. It's an underappreciated. It's so good. Just hey, you're a bomb. Hashtag bomb. Like really, all pro. Like, really. Like, okay. <laughs> like there's a lot of guys. Like think of all the bad corners Keenan Allen's face, and like he picks Marcus to call a quote hashtag bomb. Like really. Um, yeah, Marcus is going to be, oh, yeah. T.J. Yeah. Uh, uh, Simmons also says, do we think the D-line will play juiced up like they did last week? I don't know, but one player I really enjoy watching, there's some guys I enjoy watching play football because of their enthusiasm. One of them is Tyreek Hill, actually. He plays with such a joy. I think number two on that list of players that play with a genuine joy, or at least in the top five, Raheem Nunez-Roaches. He loved watching him play football. He is so enthusiastic. Remember, there's times in, during games where, like, he does something and we start laughing, mm-hmm. or just somebody, like, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he loves to beat on the chest. <laughs> or he's just, it's like, all right, two-yard loss. It's like, all right, you know, somebody, I'm glad. You know? there, there were a couple times uh, Sunday we couldn't quite tell who made the play. Uh, in the pile, and then Chris Jones reliably lets you know also he when he's been involved. <laughs> they, uh, these guys have no idea how much I rely on their post-play body language. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Chris Jones lets you 
<laughs> what is he? He likes to do the uh, the, the giddy up kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he does the thing here. It's a much more fun version of the basketball when they go in and somebody gets a tip and they tip it in the basket and then they run down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's just yeah, like yeah. a much more fun. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it it wasn't Blair's shot that went. It was me tipping it yeah. in. Says Sam. And you get the bonus, Chris Jones, before, before the play. You, you, you didn't get a, the, the Chris Jones with the you know before. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Do we expect to see more Revis this week, or was this a bus signing? Well, he played pretty well last week. How, how many so. plays did he get last week? I thought he was in a lot. I just, I was just I was looking up. That's why that notebook opened. He was fifty six to sixty one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so. I, I, so they were in the sub package most of the game. If anything, I'd expect to be less because yeah, you know, they didn't have a guy last week that they'll have this week. I, I think the, I think the man whose uh, play will be affected by this is pro- Peter's return is T. Mitch. Yeah, T. Mitch is the one that's going to T. Mitch who played well and who picked off Rivers twice the last time they played is probably going to lose the snaps. T. Mitch, by the way, looked very comfortable in left corner. That yeah, was very interesting. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, Nelson had a nice game too. He did have a nice game. I, I loved the first play of the game. He had a yeah. deflected pass or defended a pass. He I just w- thought he wanted to let Crabtree know what they, what kind of data this is about. He to was be. into it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever seen Steve that be that intense. I mean, he was he was into it on Sunday. That was a body language blowout, by the way. Chiefs. Ravens. That is true. Like, just as teams, right. like that was that was a big difference. Kevin Hayes says, way to keep the Super Bowl dream alive, fellas. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> That's right. That's actually a really good point. <laughs> That's pretty good. Andrew Ross asks, do you think Kareem can break the big one against the Chargers again? Or does Perryman's presence change that possibility now? Great question. Perryman, all juice, <clears throat> by the way. And look, I got some misses on the all juice team, okay? I... Hey, I've, had, I've missed some guys. Was it but I, Miami guys? Right? Yeah, 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 I had yeah. that one. That he guy's is, a fire. Man, he, he hits like a truck, man. Uh-huh. That, that guy. Is, <laughs> that's a downhill truck right there, man. Uh, I think the offensive line, if they play with that kind of intensity, uh, they kind of got back to their pet outside zone stuff. Um, that's what I've discovered. Mm-hmm. And uh, They need to play with that kind of ferociousness off the snap and continue climbing to the next level. If they don't do that... You know, Perryman and the rest of those guys will shut him down, and then I let uh, the edge rushers get home, and you don't want you don't want them to do that. So, uh, yeah, you pointed out no, who pointed out correctly that I've adopted the Andy? Well, I, I I don't know if I I, I think I, it was you. I noted it the other day, but it just seems like it's become part of you. Well, just a, yeah. just well, there's a transition because at first it is like a joke about right. like it's an impersonation, <laughs> then eventually it just becomes you. Know, yeah. Listen, you I need to find out who he got that from. Like, I want to know, like, where he was it Holmgren? I don't the know. The dismissive tree. Just, you know, know. <laughs> we want to know the. Yeah, yeah that's a great. Yeah, listen, the Dallas game is, is the Dallas game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've you know what's interesting is we keep wondering what it's like how he goes over at home with that stuff. I wonder if he's adopted anything from Tammy. Maybe. You know what Oh, she's the one that gives him the dismissive? Like, he comes home and she's like, yeah, listen. listen I got dinner, you, kids are taken care of. Man. Why don't you have Doris get that to you? <laughs> worry about your football. I will say, like, we see Andy's wife around a healthy amount sometimes. She's, I feel like she's at every press conference or whatever. She every post game. They're, every like, post they're game. like very much, like, together. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like, they it's are pretty team. cool to and see. An absolute it, team. It's really nice to see. It's really and, cool. And, 
typically, unless some logistical thing gets in the way or we don't see it, has certainly greeted him coming off the field. Oh yeah, before they get to the press conference. And like after, it's really nice. I think a couple of years when they went twenty in twenty fifteen. <clears throat> Um, after they completed the one and five, the eleven and five thing, I like I'll never forget like after his press conference, like they kind of like walked out together and he had his mm. arm around her like that. I'm like, oh, you really kind of don't like see Andy, kind of like, but that was kind of cool. Yeah, you know? when, yeah. when he took nice. the job, I talked to her on the phone for a pretty long time, thirty, forty five minutes or something, and absolutely freaking adored the way that she described their relationship mm. and and it, i mean like a, a just a true partnership where you know every once in a while and she says doesn't do it often but um you know read the defense is how she puts it it's like she'll read the defense and tell andy like you got to go to this like it's a you know a choir thing or a game or whatever like screw your football for this next hour go over here and uh, it's just but she'd use the have, term read, read, the defense. read the defense that's yeah, perfect yeah yeah that's what that's she great. says um, yeah those are <laughs> Strong partnership like this. This it, business it is, that is a partnership, percent, um, man. Can be like really, really difficult. The hours these yeah. guys put in yeah. and all that stuff, the stress and all that. But um, they've been together for <laughs> what, like thirty years, right? Yeah, Jordan yeah, Tribe yeah. is Jordan Tribe is like legitimately Long, funny. Man. Is he bringing it? <laughs> Listen, I would tell you, I keep my home life at home. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll tell you. That's, that's pretty good, man. He's, um, uh, the the the. We have a question from Leon McQuay Jr. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> it says, will ah. Leon the third play any defensive snaps? <laughs> Hashtag ball hawk. Um, hmm. What do we think? I don't know. They, they have a, look, they have a, that third safety, if Murray, Murray practiced though. Murray's mm. right, Murray practiced. But that means Leon would be the next one up. He does have some defensive back chops. I don't know. I would imagine that if Eric Murray doesn't play, Murray's dealing with an ankle, yeah, maybe he will play. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Yep. Um, this may or may not be the first time, but I, I believe the, the a, a team has been privileged to have parents of parents of players uh, watch before. Mitch Morse's dad said he's a regular A team uh, Facebook Live watcher. Mr. Morse. Mr. Morse. If he is, he's never issued a comment. He's Big a Kev. Big Kev. Big Kev. Yeah, Big Kev. The Chiefs players call him. Or, oh, really? Yeah. Um, you're right. He doesn't issue comments. I think he prefers to just hover. Yeah. Hi, Kev. Big Kev, if you're watching. <laughs> Steve Kasper says, that's how I roll. <laughs> I'm not going to read that, Matthew, okay? That's enough. We're going to read it. That's enough. Oh. We're not going to do that, okay? <laughs> Team here. Yes, Chris Lamar, we watched the round table with Andy Reid and some of his old coaches. Yeah, we did see that. It's was, it was good to see it's Andy right. in a way we typically don't, all right? Other than, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, look, how's this now? Uh, let's see. Yep, we saw that. Neon McQuay. Oh! Why is Apple Wilson? No, 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 I can't answer that. Oh, Mike Phillips says, Thank you guys for all you do. Really enjoy it every week. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate yeah, it. You. Matthew found that little sequence hilarious. So, yeah, that's good. Um, do you guys think Kareem Hunt could get Rookie of the Year if he finishes strong? Yeah. If he finishes strong, um. <laughs> let me let me say it. Great answer, Blair. Yeah, I guess Trez disagrees. It's all, it's you, all you guys obviously didn't see the humor in if he finishes strong. I mean, it's all in the time. Good stuff, Blair. Good stuff. I was laughing because David Maple says 
If the star has a swole party, is Sam invited? Hashtag bum. <laughs> That's a better one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Rice says, if he lose to the Chargers, at what points does Mahomes start? If they're in the playoffs. I agree. Yeah, right. I mean, they're not going to start against Miami on Christmas Eve. Paul DeSantis says, why does this team seemingly play better when doubt sets in? Their back is against the wall. You typically find that with teams that have been around the block a few times. Then the time comes where they can't turn it on anymore. Mm -hmm. We're getting to that point. Like, the fact that it took this team six weeks to have urgency, I wonder how long this team has, uh, has, has, this current core has juice left. Like, I, I think it's time for them to like they go younger on defense, and we are getting to that point because this this is what happens with cores. They stay together long, and you find it takes them longer and longer to turn the light on. Eventually, I saw this with my '04 Pistons, my just that Pistons championship core. Mm-hmm. They just can't turn on anymore. You, that's just how it rolls. Yeah, listen, I, this is the crux of the whole question about what's coming up in these next couple of weeks because it expedites the whole feeling of. Um, that the change of the guard is at hand, right? I mean, if they if they don't make the playoffs, I would expect pretty big changes, wouldn't you? On defense. On defense, particularly. Not offense. No, offense, right. you need to keep that about as as similar to what you've got as possible. That'll be one big change. On yeah. Offense. Well, except for no, one. No, no, but I mean like around him. No, no, right. That, you're right. That takes, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't do anything with that. Yeah. You know, you don't go. You, know, you want to keep that person there. You, know, you want to promote. All those guys he's been working with on the scout team. You want to see, relatively young. Like you want to so, see what yeah. Gary Dieter has. You want to see what Marcus Kemp. You want to see what these guys have. Um, but but I'm not sure there aren't some changes coming on defense, no matter what, right? I oh mean, yeah, it's just, oh, just going to yeah. have to be. But it looks oh, different yeah. if it's because you're oh, yeah. starting over. But we've already started to see it at linebacker. Yeah, we, we have yeah, seen yeah, it, you know, fifty-nine yeah. and fifty-seven. Fifty-nine is fun to watch. Absolutely fun to watch. And how about like. Um, I think we, we've mentioned this a few times, but Brett Veach was given kind of a turnkey roster in a lot of ways. But if you're looking for signs of whether Brett Veach can do his job or not, find him 59. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Absolutely. Pretty damn good. A guy who I feel good about giving him the Derrick Johnson keys to the yeah, middle of the defense. How about this? You won't believe this. Raglan already calls the plays. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Hmm. Huh. As the Mike linebacker, yeah. he calls. So like Rameek Wilson used to do it too. Uh-huh. But like, yeah. he's a Mike linebacker. You got to call it. Yeah, a guy and, that was traded for a 19 fourth round pick, right? And I'll tell you this. I, I bet you if we ever had like the KC Media Good Guy Award, Alex will always win that. But when he's not here anymore, Ragnar will be a future winner. Yeah, yeah. If good, we ever had the Good guy to talk to. He's always available too. Mm-hmm. He's in there he's after games. Six, six he's in there at his cubicle. He never says no. Like he, you know. That guy's going to win some, you know, good move by the Chiefs there. Okay, we only got a few more guys, okay? Um, <laughs> Ger- Gerard Souter says, does Sutton send him this week, Sam? Can't let Phyllis sit back there and fling it. <laughs> I didn't mean to go Steve Spurrier on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't let Phyllis sit back there and fling it. Uh, yeah, can't confirm. Like, I think they should. Got to. Got to. I mean, I, like, again, like, I don't know, belabor the point, but if Phil Rivers does his three or five step drop back, looks, makes a read, throws the ball, that's not what you want. 
that's going to hurt you. That's not what you if want. Phil Rivers does his three or his five and has to move off a spot, you know, and throw the ball on the run or behind the, the right tackle or whatever, that's what you want. Because that ball is going into the ground or out of bounds or into one of your guys' hands. Then he's barking his receivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With West back, will he be a bigger part of the offense? He seems to add a lot of juice to this team. It's a pretty big part last week. The blocking on that play. On his run. Amazing. I mean, and, and, and he dragged the guy the last three or four. Oh, this is the LDT playing the guy to the end. Yeah. And, and the Fisher, uh, like, reach block. And, and he got on the inside of a guy who was lined up on the inside of the left guard. To do that as a 300-and-whatever-pound man, uh, that was a hell of a block. That's one of them impossible blocks that I don't he think they should be asking them to do. Totally agree, he but did he pulled it, it off. Yeah. Yeah. But LD, yeah, LDT like drove that man straight into the end zone. Somebody else had a really nice block on that play, too. Um, yeah. Rob Nassari, who was watching our game, I was watching our post game from the air. Oh, yeah, that was on Sunday with his son. Mad props. Wow. wow. Says, good afternoon. Is the O-line officially back on track, or was that a bad Raiders team? And how does the Chargers D-line uh, look against that run? <laughs> was, that, was that, that turned into a Obama? That was, a little, is that what that, yeah, was? that was? Uh, that was 44. That was, <laughs> yeah. Spurrier into Obama. That's why I got I, distracted yeah. by Obama. What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling in a very political mood right now. <laughs> it, that is a rare use of. That's not one that you throw out there very often. Either. I have multiple. I know. We, just, we know that. It's beautiful. It's just, yeah. But here's the trick you don't ask me to do them. Right? We know. Here, we've learned. Yeah, I'm not a clown. I'm not here to amuse you. Okay? <laughs> if I choose to amuse you, that's different. <laughs> uh, Although you did respond to. To the request for uh, from Ghostbusters uh, earlier today, uh, Gozer. Uh, oh no, but that was funny though. That was okay. different because I, okay. you were. I was thinking, I was thinking about, <laughs> I, I was thinking about doing that anyway. So when we were on the same page, okay. <laughs> the genesis of that one is, you guys like to like leave me voicemails, and like I know. Within two seconds, if that's going to be like a hateful message, (laughs) and every once in a while it'll be somebody who sounds, "Hi, Therese," blah blah blah, and I'm saying, "Oh, okay," and then they turn into like Gozer from Ghostbusters, like Gozer the Gozerian. (laughs) So it's like, "Hi, Therese," I just wanted to say, "I hate Marcus." Do you stand for the anthem? Do you stand for the anthem? I'm like, no. Then. Oh, man. Uh, 
Hello, Therese. <laughs> the next uh, time someone asks you if you stand for the anthem, you say, yes! <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> uh, okay. Wow. Let's see. Oh, we have more questions. Come on, guys. I thought we were done. <laughs> Oh my! We, we did that. We did that little segment for a long time, homeboy. Oh, Let's uh, see. Why were we trying to get Kenny Britt? Maybe because they feel like, it rec- appropriately, they're one injury away from not having a guy at X receiver. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I get it. Okay. Um, Fifty nine is a beast. Bradley Reese asks, "Is this the last year for Tomba?" What's the contract? I, I forgot. Like they can get out of. They save some cash at this point. Or are they still screwed? No, I can get out of it. Yeah, no, I think no, that's it. I, I, I say yes. They're, they're going to get I out. I can't imagine it's not. The first moment possible, Brett Veach is going to get out of that contract. Yeah. It was really important to me to find a place where I knew I would be able to play. <laughs> yeah, I think Brett Veach has a countdown on his on his desk of the moment he can get out of that contract. Therese, keep an eye on Atlanta. Yeah. I know yeah. you don't. I know you don't take requests, but this reminds <laughs> me of something I really would like you to do sometime. Mm-hmm. I would like you to construct a conversation among Chiefs linebackers Derek Johnson, Tom Bahali, D. Ford, and Justin Houston. <laughs> <laughs> what would, the hell are you doing, man? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man! And then each of them responding in kind to the other. You can do that. I could do that. Yeah. That could be fun. All right. Let's People see. might appreciate that as a Christmas present. It might. <laughs> I was going to. I was going to suggest something that I'm absolutely not going to suggest because I absolutely know I would be told to do it <laughs> due to the current climate. <laughs> yes. You do not do it. Done. Done. Glad we nipped that in the bud. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Jordan Tribe. Honorary A team member. This guy makes jokes, pushes the conversation forward. Predictions. He says it. I like like this guy. Did you say he's done? He's like, predictions? Like, yes. Give us the predictions. Let's go. Producer, Jordan. He is a producer. It's like me wrapping it up. By the way, multiple people asked to be the A team intern. They they want to do it. What a time to be alive. They want it. They want the A team internship. I, I think maybe some uh, interviews at the Seventh uh, Street Casino oh. next week, perhaps. <laughs> you know what? We we're gonna run it up the flagpole. Let's do the predict. Let's do the predictions. Let's start. Uh, Chiefs win, close one, uh, 24-23. All right, same same boat. I'd say. 27, 24, we will not remember these numbers no. unless one of us gets it right. And oh, we'll yeah. Make sure everybody knows. Uh, yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs. I think I've heard you express I'm, I'm Chiefs. Chiefs 23, 20. Chargers 24, 21. Boom. Can never be easy for this. The reversal. When's your, when's your game plan story coming out? <laughs> Best part of my week right here, man. All right. I mean that, too. Um, that's it. We appreciate you guys watching. Thank you, all all of you who watch. We appreciate it. Now, do me a favor. If you hung in there, I went into overdrive on the impressions today to try to entertain and inform. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Goes with the Gozeria. Were you a Ghostbusters guy? Yeah. You were? Yeah. Okay. I mean, not as much probably as you, but right. I probably watched it five times huh? as a kid. How many, yeah. how many times did you watch it? Yeah, probably 30. 
Oh, yeah, 50. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. 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 It's one of those 10 movies that if I see it when I'm scrolling and it's there, it's like... I know. Yeah. And I, yeah, you know the lines and everything, right? Shawshank. You can't, you can't pass by Shawshank. Yeah, yeah, I'm Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. I, not 50, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay. The whole point is, if you appreciate the effort we put into giving you a good show, please go to <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> Sorry. The, the point is not to talk about how many times we've seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> the point is, uh, <laughs> please rate, review us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Actually, no. We're just going to do Ghostbusters now. So we're just going to do Ghostbusters now in defiance of your joke. How about that? We're going to do Ghostbusters because I want to do Ghostbusters. How about that? I haven't seen this number decrease yet. So. <laughs> As long as this number is where it is, I'm going to talk Ghostbusters. So, det- Ray Stance. Who's Ray Stance of this group? The heart of the Ghostbusters. You mean the guy who slides down the... Well, the, the heart. Definitely not. When they're, try- when they're trying to make the uh, trying to bargain on the firehouse and he comes sliding down and says, This place is great! Dan Aykroyd's role. Yeah. yeah. Who... Wow, okay. It's not... No. I'm clearly Winston, okay? <laughs> like, let's, let's not even... Like, when you guys have your you 18... Have to be. When you guys have your 18 cover, like, I'm not on the cover. It's like you three. Uh, I'm a Ghostbuster, but I'm not a Ghostbuster, right? You're better off being Ray Parker. Be Ray Parker Jr. Instead, you know, Ray Parker Jr. has got a better role than Winston just because of the song. Well, look, all I know, okay, is that in this little group here, I'm Winston. So, (laughs) now who's who's the sarcastic, snarky one? Huh. (laughs) Nobody here. No, no, no. no, no. (laughs) We've got one. So, it's down to Venkman? Venkman. Um... I just love Bill Murray so much, I want to be Vanquan, but I, I don't know if I really fit. I don't know if I really fit the role. I don't know. I, Blair's kind of Harold Ramis here, I think. Kind of sophisticated. Oh. Brings a little dignity to the group. You think so? Blair would be the only one who would tell us not to cross the streams. Yeah. You other guys would fall off. And he might even say it before it's too late. Right, exactly. Yeah. Does this make Todd Lewis Tully? <laughs> Todd, Todd? How? It just is the fifth Ghostbuster. God, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting that role. All right, this is ridiculous. I can't believe. (laughs) I can't believe this number's still where it's at. So I'm just gonna quit. I'm quitting while we're ahead. I can't believe this number. Um, Okay, the screen was stuck. It did go down. It plummeted. It was done. They were like, we had it. We We didn't check in for Ghostbusters talk. But too bad. This is staying on the podcast. Um, all right, iTunes rate and reviews Sports Beat KC. You don't just get to go click on the little star. And I saw whichever one of you gave us four. Okay, like I saw you. One thing I don't know. When I'm telling you to go rate and review us, I'm not telling you to give us four. I'm telling you to give us five. Okay. I saw one of y'all did that. Don't do that. And create another Apple account in which you give us five on that one right. too. Like, what are you doing? And like, and don't do the lazy thing where you just give us the five and no. Sit there and take five seconds to write something, okay? Hey, these guys inform and entertain us. It's great. Not that hard. We'd appreciate it. Also, probably should download the Red Zone app and read our Chiefs content that way, right? Multiple game plans. There's, right? Mm-hmm. It's a cleaner experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Sam, the real people's champ. Looking out for the folks. Stone Cold <laughs> Sam Mellinger. Right. Uh, you Just trying. Yeah. Yeah, probably don't. Yeah, so, okay. We're getting into fire territory. So, thank you. We appreciate you guys. Had a good time today. Had a lot of fun. We'll catch you. Up the Muller Round set. We've talked Philip Rivers. We've talked Chiefs. We've talked Arousal. We've talked Ghostbusters. What else? I mean, what else? The final frontier. All right. Thank you. See you. Woo, baby. That's a show.